This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. What's up, good people? I am Marco Malmasi of Malmasi Fire Arts, and I'm here to welcome you. Welcome to to another fine episode of the Knife Talk podcast. As always, I'm here with the captain of the ship, Mr. Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. And number two, I guess. Are you number does that mean you're a pile of shit or you're like second in command? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. That's an Really big him up on the intro. How dare you? How dare you? What an outrage. Total fucking outrage. Jeff Vader, the man. He's you're the man, Jeff. Uh of Fader Knives. Uh, we're here every week to talk knives, answer questions, help solve your dilemmas, keep you company in the shop, uh, generally just kind of give each other a hard time, as previously illustrated. Yeah. Uh, but let's start off with the last week. Craig, how you been? You've been well, playing a lot of music We haven't lately. said who you are yet. That, that I said bag at the very top. Marmasi is yeah, you also said at the top. <laughs> Did it? Okay, okay. <laughs> What's the matter with you? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, Marek, what you're saying? I was just saying, you've been up to a lot of music lately. What's the last week look like for you? A lot of music, yeah. Um, so we've got a release date for a single. We've wow. been signed to a label. Um, we got a video shoot planned. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's Mr. full Rock on. A video roll. shoot, a video shoot. So we're all eating salad and wearing girdles. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> it's not gonna be like Motley Crue style with like the long hair and a bunch of chicks running around no. in bikinis. I mean, the thing is, we're all. Um, well, I'm, I'm the oldest in my 40s. The others are in the late 30s. Um, so we've decided we're going to be in silhouette <laughs> throughout the whole video. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um, but, yeah, we've been signed to a label, and we're now looking at big festivals next year and stuff. It's, yeah, it's, like, snowballed very, very quickly. Wow. That's yes. amazing. So okay. November 24th, we release an EP with four songs. Um yeah, it's all it's all it's all go. It's all exciting stuff. That That's insane. Fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's insane because I remember just what, eighteen months ago, um in the bathtub with as you you're probably gonna mention with my <laughs> right. big balls floating to the top. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, in, lo- in lockdown, thinking, oh, when this is over, I'm, I'm going to start a band because you know I've always wanted to, you know, since I was a kid, I was in a band yeah. as a kid, but you know, d- you know, d- do a bit more, and that was like 18 months ago, and it's just like it's gone, it's gone crazy. So yeah, it's it's all it's all it's all happening. Contracts being signed and artwork being approved and all that kind of stuff. It's, Contracts. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Label yeah. man, there's got to be contracts, right? Yeah. 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 Oh my so God. Yeah, it's a real thing, and then then you know, who wrote those lines of that song, and who oh, did that? Right. <laughs> you know, it's it. Yeah, it's you no, know, it's all very amicable, but it, it it it's 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 a lot of head work, it really is. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, that sounds insane. It is insane. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? But uh, um, everybody thought. Well, well no, let's face it, nobody thought. <laughs> everybody uh, thought. Inclu- come on, including myself. But uh, I honestly do believe we've got we've got a. a this sounds, you know, sort of um, very confident of me, but we've got the songs, and I think there's so many bands out there at the moment. They're releasing great stuff, and it all sounds great, but underneath it, there's not really a song under it. You know, it's uh, just I great production. Yeah. Um, but I honestly believe we've we've got great songs. Um, so so yeah, it's all good. Music all good. with substance. 
that's it. Music without the, with without substance. the substances. Yeah. <laughs> Music yeah. with substance without the substance. <laughs> substance <laughs> without the substances. So, that's an album title, surely. Are you? Yeah. Are, so is the idea to try to um, capture a, a certain age? What's your demographic for your music? Are they <laughs> talking about that? <laughs> you guys have some sort of demographic. Don't yeah. You? Well, I suppose it's it's people my age that were into sort of nineties music. That's the style of music that we do. Nineties right. guitar music. So pensioners. So. Uh, well, oh, shit. Sli- slightly <laughs> older than Morocco, should we say, slightly younger than Jeff. In that, that sweet spot, you know? <laughs> Imagine yeah. insult you both in one night. Gotcha. I know, you yeah. motherfuckers <laughs> have been really something else today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's cool because you've been, we've been following you along this journey this whole time. I'm curious, actually, what your, what's your family been like uh, throughout all this? I'm sure they've been supportive, but I've, I've only seen it from my perspective talking with you on the podcast. Tot- totally 100% supportive, yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, they um, must be, like, super excited and all that stuff. Like, you guys yeah, do, like, oh, parties. Yeah, oh, yeah, massively, like... massively. So we had – I'm back in the studio in middle of October, so the middle of this month now, Okay. Um, for 10 days uh, back in Rockfield. So the whole family are going over, so we'll, we'd all be in Wales for, for uh, like, two weeks and stuff. So, yeah, they're loving it. They're Yeah, they're, they're very excited too, so. That's fun. Good fun. So good fun. is Uplift over? Well, <laughs> should I not well, have said that? Should I not have brought it up? We uh, I, we do have a rehearsal Friday, but uh, it, well, I'll still do it while I'm here. But um, right. it's you know that that was never going anywhere. That was just, that was always you know we do covers and we do right. you know parties that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'll still do that just to you know just to do it. But um, it's a very different thing with the other band, which which are the three five fives, by the way. If anybody's listening and would like to follow us on Instagram, we are the three five fives. Are you Speaking. also on Spotify? Um, we we haven't released anything yet. Okay, so November twenty fourth. There'll be there'll be four songs dropping at once on November twenty fourth. Yes. Speaking of vermin, what's going on with all the bed bugs in in France? <laughs> well, you sent me this, and I know nothing about it apart from that article that you sent. Um, so I think it's the usual tabloids of making. I don't think so. It's it the, from the, from what I've been reading and seeing. It's it's like a big story because a lot of it has to do with. I mean, there's sorry, there's, I'm, just, I'm just scratching my my crotches. I don't bl- <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that's, that's a different kind of bug you got, but uh, <laughs> fucking Fred bug is what you got. <laughs> So, so apparently there's this real problem because the the Olympics are coming to Paris and all of the French subways and trains and buses are infested with 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 bed bugs and then they're starting to give people advice on not how to not bring bed bugs home especially if you're in a hotel and it's quite trouble troubling because you know obviously you don't want bed bugs and mm. but I mean apparently in the in the trains and the subways in France it's like a big problem how are they living if they're not surely they need to live in well, beds they a lot live of, off it's not a, skin out it's not a fucking know. it's not just they don't live in bed they don't fucking they're not always <laughs> those you know the lazy bugs <laughs> yeah. they're Netflix and chilling all they got like, really lazy bugs yeah. they got their yeah. little hat, little hats on and their like Z's and their little eye patches on to make sure they get all waked up by the, come on man but apparently it's a lot of it has to do with um, climate change because there's more the, the because it's getting warmer they're getting more of a, a uh, opportunity to, to survive and the problem oh. in new york now is there's this thing called these lantern flies which are 
apparently, I've never even heard of this, which is like kill on contact. They are these big flies with this red back. They look almost like a beetle and they're infesting cities in New York, in New New York and the Northeast. And they're just like, they're bad. It's real bad. It's like, Mm. it's like a real, you know, biblical style. uh, Do they carry disease? That kind of thing? I don't think so. It doesn't look like any bug I've ever seen before. They're called lantern flies and they're, they're all over the place. So it's, you know, so at some point there'll have to be a band called the lantern flies. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's bug news for today. Um, bug news for today. What's been going on for you, Jeff? It's been crazy. It's I've been uh, today was a weird day because I've been waiting to get uh, some steel in from uh, my friends the New Jersey Steel Baron because I wanted to have these um, these ultralight MLs in, and they came in today. So I had to heat treat a pile of them today, and then I'm tempering them as we speak, and I got to grind them and finish them for Maker Camp. The problem is, and this is me taking responsibility i didn't look at the fine print in regards to what i ordered so i ordered two different styles i ordered the wrong unit amount on one i they basically sw- they swapped them so i had less of what i wanted and more of what i didn't want so mm-hmm. it was and, it, and it's one of those things where you're just like it would be very easy for me to call up and blame them but i i look back at the i didn't catch that they had made that you know, on the the proof. And it really, it comes down to, it's happened to me a couple times and, and it's like, you got to slow down and you have got to not allow this to happen again, but we're making it happen. And I heat treated a pile of forks today. I, I did a, I probably heat treated 15 plus 25 knives today. So, wow. and cryoed and wow. I'm like, you know, so we're, we're, we're hauling ass and like a big project coming up. I'm uh, stabilizing some wood, waiting for that to kind of finish soaking, and then I'll cook that off. And you know, we're hauling ass, hauling nice. ass, busy, real busy. So, how many even heats have you been running today? Two. I got two. Ooh, I got one nice. strict straight for temper, and one for strictly the one for temper and one for heat treating. And then nice. I'm 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 running on dregs of my my uh, my cryo. I'm gonna I'm, I'm almost at the stage where I have to put the doer on its side so I can kind of get oh, the right. last puddle of liquid nitrogen, which works. It's a great. strong move. It's a strong well, move. it's I mean it's you it'll be, you know it it works. So I mean if if it's, as long as it doesn't drip out the top, it holds. So you can you can get out you know your last dregs right. of liquid nitrogen. So avoid the drip. Like the drip. That's a, there you go. That's you a go. good time for this. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. Did you see Neil Kamamura's Even Heat this week? Yes. The, how cool is that? The turn and burn. The turn and burn. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense because. You know, basically, even heat. I guess they used to make that model where you—it's just like a dial, and then you dial it up. But you know, it's not going to work for you know different stage. You know, if you have some stainless needs to soak at different stages. So yeah, yeah, you'd be you'd be dialing back and forth all the time. Yes, right, right. But that makes a lot of sense. Those guys are smart. We're going to see them in Maker Camp. I'm going to see my friend Mareko Mamat. When by the time this is out, we'll have already had a nice time together. Mareko, it was great seeing you over the weekend. You know, <laughs> it was, yeah, no, it, it was, was great awesome seeing, seeing you. you. It was great seeing and you. And I promise, next time I won't pull your pants down like in that situation. Oh, Sorry. so that's Sorry about that. Okay, mm. 
Yeah. Well, that okay. was okay. Yeah, please don't let that happen. Yeah, don't let that happen in the future or the past. So, well, if, he, if he doesn't do it now, he's not then tampering with the space time continuum, right? And right. you may never be born, or something weird could happen. So, fine. Yeah. Fine. I got you. I got you. Mareko, are you ready? Are you are your bags packed? Are you ready to go? Oh, my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, we're actually, we're getting the last little bit of things packed up. I got all the stuff I need from the shop and, uh, we fly out tomorrow morning and at, at about nine o'clock West coast, which is about noon East coast, not about, it is, uh, anyways, um, and then we get, but we don't get up to make your camp until about almost midnight. So it's going to be a long day of travel, Yikes. um, with the little kiddo. But it'll be fine. Hopefully, it'll wear his ass out, and we'll get onto the East Coast time um, without any hitch. But right. No guarantees. But ha- it feels good to be out of the the COVID woods. I will say, hmm. I have a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a, of a croaky throat still. But other than that, I'm pretty good. You don't yeah. mind if I just knuck- give you knuckles, right? No. Okay. So you don't want to hug me. I mean. And that's why I pulled your pants down. Well, like, there we uh, go. That explains everything. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, <laughs> and then uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I just taught my class last weekend. That was How'd a big it go? part of it. Uh, it was great. The theory class went awesome. Uh, everybody was super psyched uh, and felt. Um, I, many of them said, you know, after the first couple hours of taking this class, I already got more than I thought I was going to get. Um, over the whole three days. So it was two and a half, I guess it was technically two and a half days. Um, and uh, it was a really good class. Yeah, the guys, it was a good group of guys. Um, we went through a lot of, a lot of stuff. Uh, it, basically, it's me downloading my brain and how I think about Damascus and everything onto them over those two and a half days. Um, but yeah, everybody was really psyched. And my biggest concern was I had a couple guys coming all the way from Israel. They literally, like, the reason they came all the way over to take the class, they didn't just happen to be in the area, which I thought was the situation before. They actually flew all the way over from Israel to take the class with me. Wow. Um, wow. And they were very, very thankful for the class. One of them is a uh, Apollo. He is a, uh, he's a Boxer metal. in in Rocky Four. Right, Apollo Creed. How dare you. <laughs> He, uh, he's a, a metal fabricator and a blacksmith, uh, and he's been doing that work for like 30, 35 years or something like that. And he does it for a lot of the museums. Like he's re- restoring like historical work and historical, like hardware, historical buildings and stuff yeah. like that. And he even was just super thankful. He said it, he kept telling me it was life changing, which was wow. super humbling wow. because yeah. it just like completely shifted his whole paradigm around how he looked at steel he's like i will never look at steel the same again wow. i was like that's wow jeez cool. so. changing lives look well, at you. It's, it's crazy to come from somebody who has so much time and experience with fabricating and working metal hmm. so yeah it was a really good class um and then one last thing i wanted to kind of uh, like a small announcement um but i have kind of like a project that i'm helping with and i need people from the Florida area or um, kind of in the, the, the near the neighboring states. Um, if you're up to do some, a little bit of labor, uh, I have a project um, 
that you might be interested in. So shoot me a DM uh, directly. Well, what kind of labor? Well, All of a sudden, of, I'm thinking right now, like it's carrying bags, carrying you no, know, no, sacks no, of concrete. No, no. This is kind of a top secret. Right now, it's still kind of a, a developing project. I'll probably talk a little bit more about it in the future. But right now, I'm just trying to gauge interest of people in the in the Florida and neighboring states, the Florida area, or, you know, those southeast United States area that um, might be willing to travel to Florida to do a little bit of work. And uh, mm. so... So shoot me DMs if you're interested, and uh, I'll start talking to you about what's going on. That's it. Wow. That's all I'm saying. You can't give it a hint? No. Next. I mean, were they going to fucking carry bricks combat. around? Or? Play that combat. <laughs> Read. Change the subject quickly. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah. something. I mean, There's it's nothing. just like... No. Nothing? I mean, it has, it's, it has to do with uh, helping out an, a, a fellow knife maker. Do they have to be knife makers? No. It could be anybody. Anybody who's willing to do some work. Work oh. like lifting, yeah, lifting, moving. Okay, all right, there we go. Now we're talking. Okay, so there you go. So that's all you had to say. Just yeah. like you know, you know, can't okay. be showing up like you know in a crutch, <laughs> no crutches. It's a hot you dog got... eating contest. It's a hot dog eating contest, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. There it's going to be the glizzy, the glizzy, the glizzy bowl. No, it's called the Ween Slam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Ween Slam. Yeah, how Ween many fast. can you take down? Oh, oh, God. There's your title. There's your title, Craig. <laughs> okay, let's change the subject. Combat Abrasives <laughs> makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. 15% off. Hell of a saving. I think we should get straight into questions because I've just seen the first question. <laughs> before we get into the questions, before we get into the questions, uh, if you're interested in the Barcelona classes, halfway full. So mm. if you want to go to Florentine Kitchen Knives with me and and Tomer, now's your chance because it's halfway full. Tomer said it's halfway full, so go to Florentine Kitchen Knives and get in on that. It's fun class. Wow. Halfway already. And yeah, yeah. When is gonna, it? Is it it's June? July? The last weekend, the last weekend in Ju June, and the first weekend in July. Yeah, he's he's very uh, he's we're we're very optimistic. Yeah, that's amazing. So yeah, nice. considering it's so far away, so do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. go ahead. Don't miss out. Okay, um, we've we've got questions. So if you've got questions for us, we are Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. Um, we have an, an anonymous question, right. and these are always fun, anonymous, because you don't know what's going to go on. Um, but this is um, anonymous. Just curious what your guys take it on a person in industry who decides to put themselves in the public eye by being on a podcast and such, knowing people starting out in that industry will probably ask them questions, then being kind of rude when you do ask them questions. It seems counterintuitive to me and might even discourage people from asking said questions. No one asked them to put themselves out there. They did it themselves, and when someone has a genuine question, it's treated kind of like, why is this idiot bothering me? Hmm. Um, so that's anonymous. Uh, that came with a, a Cypress postal. No. Postal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cypress in the morning? You think it's Cypress in the morning? <laughs> One of the greatest bits of all time, Cypress in the morning. Um, okay, so, yeah, what do we think? Um, Rekka, what do you think? Is it me? I hope it's not me. <laughs> We're all thinking Jesus that. Jesus Christ. We're all thinking it. <laughs> Just, yeah, send me a question. It's, it's Brian House. It's Brian House. It's got, this is all about Brian House. <laughs> I, will say that, I, will say that, I will say that it is not either one of you. Okay, great. Um, oh, fuck I, you. I mean, 
<laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> so let, let me rephrase this question. Go Just cu- curious what you guys think about Jeff, um, who's put himself in the public eye go on ahead. a podcast and such. Knowing people starting out in the industry, we'll right. probably ask him a question. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of rude when mm. they do ask them questions. Yeah. Uh, it seems counterintuitive to me. It does. Uh, that Jeff might even discourage people from asking questions. Yeah. No Weird. one asked Jeff nope. to put themselves out there. Nope. But Jeff did it himself. Sure did. And when someone has a genuine question, yeah. it's treated kind of like piece of shit. I'm a, Why is this idiot bothering me? <laughs> yeah, I am a piece of shit. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mareko. And then I'll give you context. Go ahead. And, okay. And okay. don't pre- let's pretend it's not me. And then just like answer the question. Well, I know it's not you because I think you're smart enough. If this person were smarter, like yourself and our show, they would say, you know what? That's a great question for my podcast. I'm going to answer it there instead of being a fucking dick about it. Mm, that's a good answer. I feel like it's very simple. Because nice. I think the, the what really makes our podcast shine, and maybe I'm giving away some of the magic juju, but we, we, in, we involve the audience. And that makes such a difference when people are listening to the show. If they feel like they're part of the conversation. Right. right? And I think that's, yeah. honestly, it's really important. It's a really important part for our for the success of our podcast definitely which, like jeff is saying over and over again we have the best listeners and we really we do. do we do we yeah. really fucking do so this sounds like this person is just extremely short-sighted and not very <laughs> not even willing to be a copycat <laughs> copy our show <laughs> and and just be like you know what i'm gonna put the, i'll answer that on the podcast next week hmm. thanks for the question well, I think that this person obviously needs a bit more of a sense of humor. Um, we, I mean, we, it's part of the show. We do, um, you know, we belittle each other and sometimes the people who are writing into us. But we never offend anybody. And on if purpose. There's a ch- on purpose. And if there's a chance of offending people, we, we really don't mention names. Right. You know, we, we don't do that. Um, but I think there's plenty of podcasts out there which are straight and they're serious um and yeah you you know you, you get that and it's just not our style and you know it's it's a bit of a shtick of ours as well it's 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 part of the show it's part of the joke it's 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 what we do and we have a, a a lot of sort of running jokes that we've done for years as well so some people may not quite understand it and think we're being a bit brittle or a bit rude what what we're, we're really not but you know I do this personally to learn from from you guys and from our listeners with the questions we get in as well and the and the answers that Mareko and Jeff would give, um, and and it's great fun as well. And I think that's why the show is what it is because I know we've got plenty of listeners who don't even make knives, but they just listen because they find it quite quite funny. Um, and that's what we try to do. We try to entertain you, but you know, as, alongside that, there is more to it you know there's a lot of knowledge being dropped as well right well not not just by us by the listeners too let me just break in with some context i made this guy's name anonymous and part of it is because i think that this is a person who i'm not and you're you're going to be surprised that i'm not going to say anything poor about him (laughs) you're going to be surprised you're going to think that i'm going to go like you know ape and i'm not i think that's short-sighted so I just laugh then, so not because of what you're saying, but I've just seen another question. I've seen the names of the people who've been writing in. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't Keep don't going. look Keep at the question. Stop Keep looking going. at the names. Stop looking at the names. Don't spoil it. So this is a person who I've I've gone out of my way to help. 
he reached out to me on my personal. <laughs> oh my god, he didn't listen to you. <laughs> Would you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to be serious here. Don't you? I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to help my reputation. We're Stop reading the names. We're trying to have a moment here. Craig. I'm sorry. I'm, let me mute myself. Sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, I don't mean you to mute. Just stop laughing. So, but Mar Craig, I need you in here. You gotta fucking you, you, okay. I'm here. You just sorry, I'm calm here. yourself. So, <laughs> this is what makes this show so good. I derailed so quickly. So basically, this this I made the I made the connection because I couldn't figure out what this was all about and i and i and the name looked familiar and he had reached out to me on my personal instagram to ask me some questions i had answered his questions and then i helped him and he thanked me he said thanks for the podcast and generally speaking i don't i try to keep the questions for knife talk i tell people you know, on the business page, it just doesn't, it's for business. And I don't really go on the line that much. And I, it's, it's hard for me to answer questions. It's hard for me to DMs. In my bio, it says no DMs only because it's hard for me to like remember where people are, when I get to see people, what I see or oh, respond. Yeah. I can't do business in the DMs. So he asked me a question on how to fix something. And I, and I showed him, I showed him, it was a coffee at situation, which could have been a knife talk thing. He listens to this podcast. I gave him a, I gave him a quick answer, I helped him through it, and then I even gave him a, a direct link to uh, Neil Kamamura's video, you, Neil Kamamura's YouTube video on on coffee etching, which is dynamite. Then he, you know, a couple weeks later, asked me another question that I don't have any information on. You know, if you listen to this podcast, Morocco, what do I know about how many how many S grinds have I done? Uh, as far as I know, zero. Right. How much do I know about S-grinds? Um, Only what you tell me, right? Arm, armchair expert level. Right. At the, at the, at the, at you're being very kind when you say that. I know nothing. So the guy asked me about S-grinds, and I really had no answers. He didn't like my answer. I was maybe, sh I was maybe short. I was maybe sh didn't like give him the Magna Carta. And then I l thought I'd answered it, but it, not in a way that was meant to be humiliating, not, to, uh, not in a way that was meant to be um, you know, embarrassing. I never tried to make anyone feel bad about themselves or make people feel uh, anything other than... But at the same time, it's like, you got a knife-making question, put it on Knife Talk. You listen to the show, you know how it is. Yeah. I think that there's this strange opinion, and this guy feels that I owe him something after I've helped mm. him a couple times. I don't have anything other than peace and blessings for this person. I have nothing bad to say. I did not. I will not block this person. And the other thing is, is I've made it out. I've gone out of my way to protect him to a certain degree. There's no reason for him to be humiliated. There's no reason for him to be anything other than you listen to the podcast, send your information here. I'm sorry that I can't help you all the time. I'm sorry that I can't answer your questions. At the same time, you got to work a little bit. You got to do a little bit of work. Some of the questions you should try to figure out. You should embrace a little bit of of um, of experience. I cannot give you a plug and play answer for things. And if you don't like my answer, why come onto a podcast and 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 excoriate me for being, you know, not helpful to you after I helped you a couple times? So with that said, with that said, peace and blessings. I don't want anything other than your success. But at the same time, I'm also almost 50. I can't be holding everybody's hand all the time. I get messages from people. I get a message from people. Hey, 
I got your name from so-and-so and such-and-such. Give me a call. I need to pick your brain. I get that shit all the time. I'm not calling strange. I'm not calling people up. Not, uh, I'd like to spend some time with you and pick your brain for my business. What? I'm not doing that. I got another guy saying, hey, I really like this knife. I need you to, t- I need you to take a video of it so I can see what it looks like clockwise with the handle. No, I'm not doing that either. I, there's, at, certain, at certain circumstances... This almost we, reminds me of what you, you've experienced before and, and expressed frustration about before with, with people just stopping by the shop. Like you got nothing better to do than to visit with them and talk to them. They, like you said before, like you've said before, they think, oh, you're just kind of fucking around and sometimes right. you sell some shit. But it's the same it, coming through the DMs or whatever is very similar to coming into the shop and just randomly stopping in and being like, hey, I got a question for you. And you think that all of a sudden... Did I owe be you like, something? Oh, shit. You're, fi- you're here. I'm so glad you showed up. I'm going to drop everything I'm doing right now to answer you. I've, I've had well, a lot of we... negative experiences, actually, with that in the past. And nobody's written We've any done... question about it, but a lot of people have like, been frustrated with me about that. And I'm just like... I don't, I have my own life. I have my own shit going on. I'm not here to answer all of your questions. That's part of actually why I started Patreon. So I, basically I can afford, people are subsidizing me to take time away from my knife making and away from my life with my wife and my kid to answer their fucking questions. Hmm. I think we've done hundreds and hundreds of hours of this show now. So I think people they get a bit of an insight into us you know we always start with the show with what we've been up to this week and there's a lot of sort of personal stuff in there um and people feel maybe over familiar with us then mm. um because you know we haven't we've never met um but they seem to you know there's a connection there you know right. and it, it's quite normal i mean it's like when we, if we listen to radio and we have a maybe a connection with a with a host or wherever it may be um but yeah, this isn't you know what this show is just such a tiny part of what we do. We've got lives, you know. But it's, we've got wives, families, and jobs. We have, and I have worries and all the rest of it, you know. Let me give you the the, the what happens at the shop. I have payroll to make. I have payroll hmm. to make every week. I have sales hacks I have to w- take care of. We have issues that in our shop that are really serious issues. Yeah, get we that have monthly to, nut. And we have to. That's right. You have to make the monthly nut. <laughs> the monthly nut. <laughs> you got to make the monthly nut. And the problem is, is there's also this weird, I don't mean, think it's a generational thing because like it should take you a long time to learn things. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to just expect someone is going to get, I'm not a concierge. You know, I'm not going to like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I, you can't hail, I'm not, you're not hailing a cab and I'm supposed to stop for you and I'll take you wherever you want. And it's like, and the crazy part is I help the guy and I help other people. I don't really, sometimes there's things I can't help, but when, if I can help and I'm in the, if, if I grab it at this time, I try to help, but it's like, well, for some reason you didn't like my, you liked my help before. And then you didn't, you, you probably misconstrued how I, you know, email. I don't write the Magna Carta. I'll write it because it's too hard of a question. What type of contact wheel should I use for an S-grind? <laughs> That's a big-ass question. And, and, and that we've answered on this podcast, and I don't really know. And it's like, you didn't like my answer, and I'm sorry. And, and I, like I said, 
peace and blessings to this guy. I wish you nothing but the best. Do not, you do not have to write me back. You do not have to write the podcast back. You don't have to fucking make a thing about it. I'm not going to try to make a, a psychological profile on you, which I've already have. <laughs> but, but, at the same, but at the same time, I wish you nothing but the best. Peace and blessings. Peace and Handled blessings. Handled very well, Jeff. Yeah. Peace and blessings. I think people's expectations have changed massively with thanks to, well, I wouldn't say thanks to, um, because of social media and everybody having a phone in their pocket and so on. Remember the days where you'd ring somebody and you'd leave them a message? Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you didn't get, if you didn't get a response back in seven minutes, you'd not then ring it back again. What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's... Right. But, but now we've all got these... You mean before mobile phones? But yeah, we've now before all got these things in our pocket that, that are just constantly... Yeah constantly prodding us saying oh oi, oi, give me your attention give me your attention and we're used to it and and you know i'm the same as well you know if we want like a customer service issue you know you you email them or you dm them on whatever platform and you know you expect a response quickly um but generally those are big corporations with teams of people who are there to to reply to that you know th- for us social media is a it's just it's a side that social media is now job you know and it's right. and there's this strange there's this strange like I've had famous guys famous makers take pictures of my work and I said well you know you could buy the you could buy the print and they say well why would I take it why would I buy it when I can just take a picture and I've also have helped people who have gone out of their way to be nice and then they make my knives so it's just like I think that I think that I've availed myself I would suggest that if you're going to send question, knife making questions send them to knife talk don't send them to fader knives i might be allison answering the question she doesn't know what the hell you're talking about you know who knows so i mean send knife making questions to knife talk and you know don't don't get upset it's just it's just i feel bad i feel bad i feel bad for saying it i feel bad for all the whole thing i was trying to be kind of dolly wally llama and be like very understanding i think that there is this definite uh, i was listening to uh you know you know who's got a self-help book that i'm actually interested in getting even though i hate self-help books arnold schwarzenegger he was on howard stern this morning and he was just talking about how how hard it is how hard it was for him to make it big but at the same time he really promoted himself and he worked harder than everybody else. He's like, I worked harder than everybody else. I was in the gym longer than everybody else. I worked hard. I prepared. I promoted movies I was in. I worked harder than everybody else. He's like, now that there's this kind of a softer generation who are like, they'll stay in bed and then they'll, you know, they'll give themselves a reason why they don't want to do something. And then I'm not responsible for your happiness. I'm not responsible. They deserve it. They deserve it. Listen, (laughs) I'm not responsible for anyone's happiness. I'm not responsible for their success or failures. I'm not responsible for their sadness either. If I can help, I'll help. But if I can't, you know, don't, you know, all of a sudden it's not like, let's call the police. It's just like, so we said enough. Uh, Peace and blessings to this guy. And I, and I kept you anonymous because I care about your mental health, frankly. And, and I wouldn't want you to feel bad poorly about yourself nor would i want you to feel humiliated in this arena so i care about your mental health in this arena you can tell you've been looking at self-help but no i haven't I, in this I arena haven't. in this arena i don't want to say the fucking community i can say the community or i can come up with another word you know <laughs> okay let's move on let's move on who wants to take the next one Somebody this else. next one is from m3 knives knives he says or they say I make loveless style blades from CPM 154, which I am able to do a shit ton of pre-grinding on, up to 400 grit, hollow grinding that is. 
but I just got a billet of 1084 slash 15 and 20 Damascus that I want to use to make the same style blades. Should I quench at full thickness and go hard into grinding, or would you guys think I can do a bit of pre-grinding before quench? Um, ask, uh, sorry, using 530 seconds a thick, uh, sorry, 530 seconds of an inch thick material and quenching in parks 50 from my even heat kiln. So five thirty seconds is a little bit bigger than a, than an eighth. Yeah, just over an eighth. Just over an eighth. Okay. Okay. Um, personally, I do. I say I do. Um, I haven't done for a while. Um, I. So an eighth. I mean, I wouldn't do any grinding before before he treat personally. Um, an eighth's I'd bigger actually, than what you use. Yeah, but I'm still thinking that an eighth is still. It's like three mil. Three mil. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's still pretty thin. Still pretty thin. Um, personally, I wouldn't do any grinding. Um, but I mean, what do you guys think? I, I think of that thinness. You you can go either way, but uh, you might be better off if you depending on your quenching process. Like if you have plates, like fuck, might as well just keep it full thickness. Heat treat it. Yeah, yeah. But he's then, doing the oh, Damascus. Yeah, well, you can still do quen- plates. He's quen- he's quen- yeah, quenching so you can still do parts fifty, and then still do plates if he does. If he has plates, maybe he, I don't have plates myself, so I would just quench in parts fifty. Um, I think that's perfectly acceptable, for sure. But would you take material off? I, like I said, I think you can go either way. Really, hmm. it, I think it comes up down to your comfort zone. But because of, um, because it's carbon steel and because it lacks the chrome content that 10, uh, what, not 10, CPM 154 has, um, it's going to grind like butter, basically, comparatively. Mm. Um, and especially if he's doing hollow grinding, on, it's so much easier to grind on a, hol- on a, uh, sorry, a, a contact wheel rather than flat grinding full thickness material. And even, again, already at 530 seconds, if, even if you're flat grinding, then hollow grind, it's so easy. It's not that... It's not that much material even really in the first place. Most most loveless style knives are maybe four inch blade that are maybe an inch, inch and right. a quarter wide. It's not yeah. a lot. I would say just go full thickness. That'll yeah. give you, the reason I would say go full thickness is it gives you buffer zone. It gives you buffer room and margin of error. I'm always trying wherever I can, I try to build in room basically for f- making mistakes. And so if you heat treat at full thickness, you got tons of room to do any kind of corrective grinding or straightening and stuff like that before you get down to your finished dimensions. Whereas if you ground beforehand, you're kind of limiting where you get to go afterwards. So I would just keep it full thickness personally. What do you think, Jeff? I mean, uh, I, I usually take a little bit of material off. Um, but if, if you made a good point, I didn't really, it's like a... Uh, the, those loveless knives, knives are very short or small. I, I might, you know, I might take a little bit of the material off, but I mean, you, I would go with what Mareko says. I generally take a little bit of material off unless it's very, very thin. But five thirty seconds is not very thin to me. Mm. So mm. I might even just try to like start the hollow grind just so I have a chase way to start in when when after the grind. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, I'm like uh, whatever Mareko says is fine by me. Yeah, well, and I guess the, the people's concern is like they're not going to get the blade quenched down cool enough, and that's probably 
part of his concern here. Right. He's not going to get it quenched in time because CPM-154 is a deeper hardening steel. It takes, you, you have a larger window from when you have it really hot to when you get, you need it below whatever, five, 450, 500 degrees or whatever. And, um, versus 1080 at uh, the combination, 1084, 15 and 20 Damascus, but still, um, Something to th keep in mind when you look at any of the, the heat treating charts that you see out of either Knife Engineering, which is Dr. Larry Thomas's book, or, or elsewhere, is that those charts are based off of one-inch diameter steel rod. Mm. It's not based off of 530 seconds thick flat stock. It is based off of one-inch steel rod. So the, the difference between how quickly... A five thirty seconds thick piece of material that's a maybe it's an inch and a quarter, maybe at the most, and four inches long for the blade, that is gonna quench way faster than a one inch steel a diameter steel rod, right? And so that is that's something that I think maybe a, a lot of people don't really either remember. I actually even forget it often myself when I'm looking at these. I'm like, mm. God, this seems like a, a tight window, but then I'm like, oh yeah. My blade dimension, the cross-sectional thickness of my knife is way, 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 way thinner than a fucking one-inch steel rod, Jeez, right? yeah. And when you're holding at temperatures, too. Right. Let's say hold for 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. It, it, you know, that soak is happening so much quicker on something thin. Right. I, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Did it. Did it. Did it. Next. <laughs> Uh, Ian Jackart says, here's your question. Uh, I'm going to enter my practicum for teaching technology and design next term. Do you guys think it's safe or possible to have high school kids making chef knives in a public school metal shop? Uh, there's a forge and a couple of anvils. And here's the context. I was thinking of keeping the knives, then sharpening and delivering them to the parents afterwards. Regardless, do you think it would go south quick too quickly? I've had a request from previous students. Uh, we also... Uh, we also only get $5 funding per student each term, and I have old leaf springs I can make. Uh, I've made effective shop tools from. Otherwise, I'll do a jewelry making scrap copper and pennies. I know that there are a lot of young students who, who would join blades making courses uh, from some amazing makers, and it seems like it would work out fine. I'm located in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Mm, that's just north of me. It's like four hours north. Are you that close to... To a Vancouver? I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Huh. Did you? I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. No, I mean, I didn't realize you were that close. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, yeah, man. I'm, the, man. I'm about as that close to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about four hours. I'm five. Very close. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, what what's, a, what's a practicum? Is that next to the scrotum? Yeah, right near the perineum, the practicum. Perineum, I, the practicum. Said, I'm going to enter my practicum, and I'm thinking, oh, where's this going? Um, yeah. It must uh, be it's like right? it's, along, it's the curriculum for the class, probably. Yeah, or a finger. Okay. Upcoming for, like, the next term or whatever. Yeah, one in the okay. pink. And then, okay, yeah. I, I, would su I would suggest keep it small. And, you know, honestly. If you're going to enter that practicum, keep it small. Keep it small, keep it tight. Oh, my God. Guys, crazy. we're getting into... So. On chartered territory here, there's children involved. Oh, Just calm the fuck down. No, no. Calm I'm talking about down. Most, okay. Most All people's right. go-to knife is a smaller knife. Okay. I, honestly, like my go-to knife is I love my five-inch utility knife. 
So maybe keep it around that size, five, like five inch utility, four inch paring knife, something like that. Nothing that's not too big and pointy and maybe intimidating. And I think it's smart to keep it, the concept around it as a kitchen knife or a culinary knife. Um, but, and, and that way you should be able to get, if you spent money on steel, you should be able to get tons of blades um, hmm. out of $5 worth of, or, or whatever, you know, that much material. Even if it was like eighth inch material, that'd be a perfect size for a utility or a paring knife, I would think. What do you think, Craig? Oh, I don't know. I mean, high school, what's high school in, in the U.S.? What age group 15 to 16, 17. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um, I couldn't see it ever happening in right. the U.K. Um it just seems fraught with possible problems problems yeah to me yeah it, there's a there's a few things that are not teaching is teaching blacksmithing is very scary because you can't keep your eyes on everybody so right. things happen and things that you don't think will happen happen like the tongs get too hot and then they burn themselves on their tongs that are too hot you know, there, there's, there are things that happen that are sometimes are out of your control. And I would imagine you would need an exorbitant amount of safety procedures in, in there. Like preparing these kids for don't walk around the shop holding the knife, hot knife out of the forge and just show me, you know, that it, there's a lot of like safety things that should definitely be addressed. I would be very, very cautious about the space. That's one of the things about the Center for Mental Arts. The space is perfect. No one's crowded. No one's packed in. There's lots of room. It's The, the, the space is very uh, conducive to a safe environment where nobody's on top of each other. No one's crossing over each other. You're not trying to reach out to the... Um, you're not trying to reach this you know, the teacher and there's hot steel all over the place. There, It's something that ha has to be taken very, very seriously because... That first kid who comes home with a burn with the wrong parent, you're going to have a call. You're going to have a call. You're going to, you're going to, your practicum is going to get brought, brought in. <laughs> Trust me. So, I mean, that would be, I would just be very concerned with understanding the, the, the physical mechanics of the minutia of teaching a class to, 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 to kids, you know, under 18 kids. So, so when I was going to high school, actually, I, I only live a few blocks from the high school that I went to, but we had a course there, uh, and it was it was basically kind of along the lines of this like metal fabrication, metal uh, like technology, or uh, what do they call it exactly? They call it material sciences, and they did have forges and anvils and other tools, and in that class, people are they're melting down little crucibles of metal because he's talking about doing copper work and other and doing right. other jewelry stuff. So they're probably already and he said they already have a forge in the question. They got a forge and they got a couple anvils. So they probably already have procedures around how to use that stuff properly. They also probably have to sign some sort of waivers because I remember even when I took wood shop, we had to sign waivers that said I'm I understand that these are dangerous tools if used improperly or if the proper safety procedures aren't taken or precautions are taken into consideration, I could cut my fucking hand off or something like that, right? Yeah. And even honestly in the wood shop, 
there are there are hand saws, chisels. There are all kinds of shit all over the fucking place. They get even just wood awls. You could really fuck somebody up with a wood awl, right? But but here's the question: Do you okay. have you do you hear about metal shops in the United States anymore in in high school? They I pretty they still have one at the uh, high school that I went not, to, and they have it, oxyacetylene torches that they're working with in there. They're using in that your stuff. high school. Yes, so they have. Yeah. Because they already have that stuff in play, I guarantee they already have safety procedures around it. So he, he's not saying that he's wanting to start a whole new uh, class that's bringing all this mm. stuff to it. The equipment's there. So His that, equipment's yeah, already there. He's talking about just bringing knife forging into it. And I'm sure they already do other kind of probably... I, wouldn't, I would be surprised if they didn't even just do like regular blacksmithing in that shop where they're forging like J-hooks and stupid shit like and scrolls and shit. It's harder it's and harder to find. Taking it to another level with by making a knife out of it. It's harder and harder to find metal shop classes in high schools and junior high schools and even you know sculptural art classes. Sure. In yeah. in the Northeast, and a lot of it is the liability. Right. So uh, you know, obviously, give them hell, go for it. But just the, what I would be if you're trying to pitch it, you have to pitch the idea of incredible safety. I mean, let's face it. For some sure. of these high school kids are eating fucking Tide Pods. You know, it's, it's, you're not talking about like, you're not talking, about, <laughs> yeah. we're not talking about like, you know, Einstein Jr. You know, you, some of these kids are going to be like, I want, I had a kid who was out of, co out of high school. He wanted to know what it was going to feel like to touch the bandsaw blade. You got to, and you got to watch these motherfuckers. Like, a, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You got to watch these motherfuckers like a hawk, you know? And, you know, I would go for it, but just don't be too idealistic. Be realistic about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that the culinary knife thing, though, the kitchen knife of some sort, is the way to frame it rather than like an outdoor right. use knife or right. you know like a bushcrafting knife or any, any basically any other kind of knife. A kitchen it, knife is pretty straightforward. Yeah, and I would do typically not very threatening to people. Culinary knife, and then you go something small. You don't want to have these kids starting off with like eight inch chef knives that they never forced something before. No, you know, make enough. something, make something like a you know, like a little paring knife that you for mom or dad, and yep. you know, that's the move. Yeah, eh, go for it. Okay, well, you're in Canada, so if you if you have got a five dollar budget, get yourself over to maritimeknifesupply.com. The other one-stop shop for knife makers, steel belts, handle materials, tools, forges, kilns, and more. Um, yeah, Canadian distributor for combat abrasives and Rhino Wet and Rhino Stick, everything that we talk about, they've got it. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Lawrence was at oh. Lawrence was at fucking Maker Camp. It was so good to see him. You know, are you talking and... fake in the fake in the past, <laughs> fake future? Sorry, fake future, fake future. Lawrence Lake is Lawrence Lake. Okay, yeah, Lawrence Lake's gonna be there, and I heard <laughs> that Noah Vashon's gonna be there too. So I'm very excited to meet yeah, Noah. So that's what I heard too. Yeah, that'll be really cool. That thing they got up to together, I'm I'm shocked, shocked yeah, to the, the core. What's a particulum? The particulum. <laughs> oh, yeah, the no, particulum. I heard about that actually. Yeah, yeah, with the, the practicums, old, the per perineum. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you read the next one. You read the next one, Craig. From uh, question here, guys: Are there any tips or tricks to getting a nice dark etch on a forged finish? It would be ten ninety five specifically. <laughs> 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 I've got a go my blade, and I would like to leave the forge finished on the flats. Okay. I'm a bit concerned about how the etch will turn out due to decal. Right. I'm guessing coffee is the best bet. Go ahead. <laughs> I figured I would check with the pros. Thanks, sincerely, Mike 
roping. <laughs> Is that what you were giggling about, you little what maniac? What a child I am. Uh, that was like, oh, I noticed that earlier, yeah. We got a lot of good... We Our listeners are the best. They're, 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 they're the best. Are they the best? Yeah, I haven't heard of that one before. Mike Ropian. Oh, we got some new nice ones. One. We got some new ones. We got some real yeah. new ones. It's like along the lines of Michael Hunt, but normally my friends call right. him Mike. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Micropene. Okay. Uh, <laughs> any tips or tricks to uh, get in a nice dark edge on a forged finish? Uh, 1095 specifically. I've got to go my blade and I would like to leave the forge finished on the flats. It's a good point that you mentioned 1095 because 1095 has a tendency to be on the on the silvery side. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's because it lacks uh, the manganese content. Um, it's a shallower hardening steel. And so manganese, uh, which are typically found in... 1075 and 1080 or 1084 or even 1085 that makes the knives a little bit deeper hardening but not by much um but 1095 is typically almost nothing uh in regards to manganese and so it does have a tendency to etch basically gray uh if you are wanting black on the outside 1095 is not the way to go and maybe it's what you got but maybe it's it's not the way to go now uh, for on a brute to forge, yeah, the the concern is going to be the decarb. Um, probably what I would try to do. It's not guaranteed to work, but I would use phosphoric acid, which you can get over at like the local Lowe's or Home Depot. It's uh, typically sold as a, a concrete and metal paint prep etch or acid. So you usually put it on there, and it opens up the surface, and so that helps to clean off the decarb. Because if this is a culinary knife, which I'm assuming it would be, um, all right, I don't know, maybe I'm assuming wrongly, but anyways, um, you want all that forge scale off. Now, if it's an outdoor or hard use knife or of some sort, that one that's not going to necessarily come into contact with food very often, I wouldn't be worried about the decarb. And actually, you might be able to rely on some of that decarb to get create some of your um, your dark contrast or the dark cla- darkness on the cladding. But I'd clean it off with the phosphoric acid and then I would follow it with coffee. Um, and if you do hot coffee, that should help make it nice and dark. Also, boiling in baking soda water will help to darken up blades. But it has to like boil in the baking soda water for a long period of time or soak in there. I don't have a lot of experience with that, but I've seen some really cool uh, results in that. Actually, Zoe Potter uh, had some blades at Blade Show this last year, and they were super dark. And it was, there was no, I think there was ferric for depth, but then they were cleaned, and then there were baking soda bath, a hot baking, like a boiling baking soda bath to darken the blade up. And uh, the results were pretty rad. Um, Go check out. Z O E P O T oh sorry Potter Cutlery P O T T E R Cutlery, so go check out Zoe's work. That's really good stuff. There you go. Nice, nice. We have lots of feedback. We have to get to. Yeah, let's hear it. I want to hear it. Do have... Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Do you want to? Do we have any ads to read or? <laughs> um. Well. Okay. We'll go. Well, I'll tell everybody about Texas Power Supply. Um. They sell in Dasa Rhinoet. Um. Which is the sandpaper. If you want to save time. 
That's the sandpaper you want to be using. None of the shitty stuff. Use the best stuff in Dasso Rhinoet. They sell it at Texas Power Supply, um, as well as anything else you could possibly need. Um, you can get 10% off your entire order at TexasFarrowSupply.com. Fill up that cart and use Knife Talk 10 and get that 10% discount. And November 11th is the JDCK and TFS Hammerin. It's at uh, rolls off the top. <laughs> the Texas Ferry Supply at Texas Ferry Supply is going to be hammering, so go check them out. One hundred percent. Cool. Our listener feedback, guys. If you want to interact with the show, DM Knife Talk, not our personal accounts, but Knife Talk, <laughs> and then we will. It's an easy place for us to grab the questions or dilemmas or feedback and plug it into our shared notes so this first episode oh so you go to knife talk podcast instagram that's where we're at so dustin sheffield our buddy dustin sheffield says went for a welding test at work and i wore my ktp favorites for good luck i had my favorite shirt from fader knives i had my favorite hat from Mareko's smith and bard line and of course i had my favorite from chop knives merch the lockwood merkin Congratulations on three. <laughs> he, had a, he had a puby mess. All right. Congratulations on 300. Hope to get uh, to cheers you all from the Damascus Steel Invitational again uh, this coming year, which your biggest fan, his name is Sax. Second name is Yule. And the last name is Reference. Sexual reference, okay? <laughs> that was a stretch, but I, I, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God bless yeah. you. He tried to, he, he really spaced it out in this beautiful way. It's almost like this person's from like Africa or something like that. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was awesome. The Canton Cutler, my brother, our buddy from the Canton, the Canton Cutler says, listener yeah. mentioned last week that they were retouching stone wash finishes. How do you touch up a stone wash finish? This is a great one. The Fay Blades that I make, that's his name, as a side hustle, all I have is stonewash finish. Customers send them back for tune-up whenever they like. I take electric tape on the choils, then wrap paper towel and masking tape around the rest of the handle. I sandblast them to make sure that the even surface finish, then I whack them in the tumblers before they come out looking brand new. Then you just got to tidy up the spines with 800 and that classic wax on the handle, and then they're out, good as new. So... You can touch up. Apparently, people are basically not not far from what we were saying. But before you do yeah. the stone rush, I got a feeling you you do have to give it a um, a dose of uh, acid and go to Matt Gentry for that. Uh, Jordan Kepler, our friend Jordan Kepler says, "Hey guys, uh, another thought on practicing uh, protecting designs and dealing with people stealing ideas." I like to have the mentality of protecting ideas with quote marketing. I get a lot of us. Uh, a lot of us can get make great knives, but why does someone decide to buy yours? It's something I strive for every time I go to shows, how I interact with people and give them the real person, the real reason to trust and like me. Even if someone were to take my exact design and replicate it to a T, it won't have my maker's mark and my story behind it and they can all suck it if they prefer a knockoff. Your friend, Dick Licker. So <laughs> we're scraping the barrel of somebody. This is a good one. So, I mean, yeah, so I, li- listen, I tell you what, <laughs> once again, I, I hate to Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't know shit about knives or swords. As we know, <laughs> as we know, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> but he's got good. He, he said that he, what he was saying was you've got to, if you have a, if you're trying to, you have a product or a company or a podcast or, or anything, you have to promote it. He said that he said that in the seven, 
70s and the 80s, people in the 80s, these actors refused to promote their projects. And what happened was nothing happened. If you have something, mm-hmm. you don't promote it. It, it, it might as well not even be there. But uh, yeah. definitely uh, Arnie, was, uh, Arnie, was, Arnie was good. Uh, Speedster Sove says, greetings. Great listener, fee- uh, listener feedback. One sentence. Uh, one sentence. He says, you are the real Slim Shady. Hello again. Some of my thoughts on inspired versus influence, and I'll go down, I'll go down the whole thing. Um, regarding influence, we're influenced all day, every day by everything around us. Today's clothes I decided to put on were influenced by the weather and what was the wardrobe. Also, it can be unwittingly influenced. Craig mentioned that a couple uh, episodes ago. Influence can be negative. There are also bad influences in school. Let's face it, neither of these terms have anything to do with copying, which is exactly, and nothing else. Cheers. Michael Scott Wood and wife Ophelia. Is Ophelia... <laughs> <laughs> Michael Scott definitely would. Um, oh, and I don't know, but... Yeah. And definitely Ophelia would. Okay, gotcha. Uh, P.S. Continue being a positive influence. I'm not making a Serbian chef knife anytime soon. Hmm. Um, we got uh, we have a few more. It's up to you. Um, it was a more a little bit more on the influence and everything else, but I think uh, how about we go with Robert Pierce? Here's a thought uh, and question. Only the number one knife-related podcast can answer. Last week, you briefly touched upon shop cleaning and closing checklists. My shop is my garage at home. And uh, like I'm guessing the majority of knife makers in the last year or so, I've seen several IG posts of shop fires, close calls, and complete losses, which has had me take a closer look in terms of how I set up and process. I found I have a a plug strip behind the grinder and open uh, plugs filling with debris, and I wasn't cleaning the shop after shaping wood handles on my guitars and my grinder and starting a new knife. Um, With all the sparks coming out of the rest on the wood dust piles, I have since replaced the plug strips and build shrouds uh, that gave myself a uh, blah, 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 blah. Do you have advice on dust collection, dust separators, and the general consideration for shop safety? Might be a good topic for listener feedback too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but those those plug strips, um, I've had that in the past and that you just put them away and you forget about them. Um, but yeah, they are just a magnet for those, you know, those little tiny bits of, you know, those little iron filings, I suppose, you know, those little grind dust. Um, and obviously that's super, super dangerous because you could you could short and all the rest of it. Um, and he made a point about the other thing as well, about, you know, wood, you know, wood dust, any sparks on that. It doesn't, it w- won't really be immediate. It could smolder for hours and hours and right. hours before a flame would, would start. So that does scare the life out of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, with regards to, you know, what I do, um, I because I generally work in a batch, so if I'll do all of the wood, all handles if I'm doing wood, then I'll clean that up, you know, so I, so I just carry on doing wood for a number of days, then clear all that up before that and I go to steel. But I can understand how people are doing when they're doing, you know, one knife at a time and they're, they're back and forth all the time. Yeah, you need to have some sort of schedule the way you're keeping things tidy there, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, in my shop, I usually, I, one, my grinding area is isolated. Uh, and even if I had my workshop in my garage, I would build at least a little booth of some sort to help isolate the dust because the dust from the handle sculpting and from the steel just gets everywhere into everything. And not only just general mess, but it, it does, it can potentially become an issue of uh, a source for a fire to start. So 
Um, and part of the reason I would want to isolate it is to have some sort of fan as well, ventilating the air out of the shop uh, and out of that little space. And that's, that's how my grinding room is set up right now. It's probably about 10 by 10. And it's, it's enclosed, it has two doors, one that's the main door that comes into the shop and through the granny room, and then out another door into the rest of the shop. And right now, um, the door that I enter in to get into the into the shop in the grinding room i have one of those fire retardant blankets right next to my grinders that help kind of isolate the grinding area and i have a fan a big giant squirrel cage fan that pulls air out through and so i'm basically standing in a wind tunnel when i have mm. the fan going and it's pulling out all a lot of the fine particulate particulate the larger stuff uh whether it's uh, the steel dust or even you know the the wood dust and um and just abrasive in general that might be coming off goes into a quench bucket kind of like that catches or a catch bucket that's right underneath my my grinder and so all of those things and there's still a fucking mess in there but i find that having that air circulating out and it's a really powerful fan so it's moving tons of air uh really helps to get some uh, especially the fine particulates out of the shop but routine cleaning is i think is very clutch yeah something else i don't think we've actually mentioned on the show whereas we're all using you know paper towels or rags or whatever it may be and maybe using waxes and chemicals and oils mm-hmm. um so if you if you put them in the bin or a trash can as you guys would call it um make sure it's got a lid on it because it only takes one little spark to end up in that bin and these oils and so on where they'll just go up you know there's there's no hanging about there so yeah just make sure your, your bins are covered as well well i think in osha certified uh shops or workspaces they're technically supposed to be all the bins are supposed to be metal and yeah they it mm. has to have a lid because some of those depending on what they are and if they can combine and mix of the solvents or like gases or whatever off gassing from mm. them uh can spontaneously yeah. combust you don't even need a spark um Do, shit you will catch fire you think if osha showed up at any one of our listeners or our shops <laughs> Do you think you think they'd be looking for the fucking? You think the garbage can would be the one that stopped them all? No, no, no. You know, like the inspector comes in and he's just for, like, "I just one more thing for them to ding you for." Oh my god, that's like the last, like that's like the end of the fucking marathon for that <laughs> fucking inspector. The, the end of the inspector. You know, one of the things that I learned uh, working in metal shops is that generally speaking, uh, unless you're working with other people in a shop, you never really realize that you're supposed to aim a right angle grinder when you're when you're using right angle grinders you have the i mean you can fucking rooster tail all over the shop you should you should send sparks everywhere and when you start to work with other people you realize that there's especially with the guards on you actually should be considering aiming aiming the the sparks and one of the things i notice is you know you you, one guy gets you know zapped and then you know you you realize all right i gotta change my 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 angle i know that i've seen people in a grinding area where they're just shooting the sparks right into a outlet and then they kind of like they start to build they build on the outlet next thing you know they spark over and then they short the whole place out um i think it's i think that that's really good I have a couple of those uh, lidded cans I got from some sort of art supply store or something that we and I, and I try to get rid of all my garbage once a week at least. Um, 
and uh but i i, I had i had uh nick rossi on the shop and we were talking about shop safety and i should really clean the shop up some more i was really like i'm not this the play we've been hauling ass and it's like we're in a it's a dumpster fire right now and i have to like really worry oh speaking of dumpster fires years ago uh when i went to teach a workshop at doghouse forge they had in the facility that they had they had um dumpsters and all the people in the area would put their stuff in the dumpsters a lot of paper and stuff like that and there were people who would come around to kind of like raid the dumpsters for maybe scrap or something like that and this i i showed up to the shop it was the first five minutes of being in the shop I was you know spending a little time with jonathan we heard some smoke we heard some we smelled some smoke we went outside and the dumpster was on fire somebody had oh, smoked a cigarette and dropped a cigarette into the dumpster and there's a great picture on the Full Blast Podcast Instagram page where Jonathan is putting the dumpster fire out. And it was like, welcome to Florida. You know, it was like a really unbelievable, but that shit happens, man. That shit happens. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Good question on that one. Um, before we go on, I've got an update from Dharma Steel. Um, so um, we're there's a certain number of you doing the Dharma Steel build along where we've all had the same bit of uh, Dharma Steel, which is the premium stainless damascus um and we're yeah we're, we're gonna submit it for the for the dci which is the Thomas seal chef invitational we do have an end date which is november the 10th so get your submissions off to them which is dci at dharmasteel.com um get those pictures off to them um, as soon as you can november 10th is the last day they will take submissions um, and remember there are two prizes uh, we'll be picking a winner and dharma steel will be picking a winner as well um and get get sharing so hashtag dharma steel build along get sharing um what you're making but remember we want that one epic image to be emailed at dci at dharma steel.com which will be submitted um you know to hopefully become a winner um, Dharma Steel, we love working with them. We've got that Chef Invitational show coming up. The time is ticking down. Um, and, you know, head on over to dharmasteel.se. Um, look at the kind of stuff they've got. I say it's premium, premium stuff. They are Dharma Steel AB on Instagram as well. Um, have a look at the time, type of stuff people are making with it. It's all high-end, beautiful. So if you want to make something special, this is the stuff to use. Dharmasteel.se. I've seen two of the submissions, and they all really look good. The two I've yeah. seen it look really good. Yeah, really good. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. I have one, a couple last, uh, a couple last ones. Uh, this is uh, listener feedback. This is actually a good one. This is talking about um, uh, stonewash finish. This is from Micah Dunn. He says, "Here's an old. You know what you should do? Put WD forty in the tumbler instead of water. Just enough to get the media wet. It works great. No worrying about dealing with water and steel." Throw throw uh, uh, throw the whole blade in with the handle, and it isn't bad either. G10 carbon fiber and some hardwoods won't be affected by certain medias. Hmm. And uh, this is a funny one. This is we were talking about uh, names. We were talking about Gator Piss from our friends at uh, Baker Forge and Tool. And this Chandler knife says for Jeff. I went to a knife show on Saturday, and a gentleman was showing me his knives and teaching me how to prep to get a better etch. And then his his kid Chandler's knife says to the guy, "Do you use gator piss?" And the man, the knife maker, goes, "Uh, yes." So it was this great, like you know, it's a secret, you know, use. <laughs> the kid, the kid knows all about. It. Everyone knows about gator piss. And ask these motherfuckers if they use gator piss or not, and see what the reaction is. It's funny. That's funny. Yeah. You know, I've just put the Dharma Steel build along hashtag into Instagram, 
And wow, there's a few there that are looking absolutely stunning. There's TW underscore knives underscore um, from Alberta. Um, wow, that's a stunning knife you've got there. So yeah, it's going to be exciting seeing all these coming in. Um, and there's, yeah, there's probably a dozen or so now people are working on. And we know there's a lot more. So people get sharing, get sharing. What is it? Is Damasteel build along? Damasteel, hashtag Damasteel build along. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's take another question then. Right. Um, where are we? Greg, uh, Greg, bo- this is for you, Greg. Greg. Under, under micropene. Under micropene. Um, Greg Kuntz. Yep. How do you guys get your customers to care for their knives uh, well and not bitch to you when they don't? Um... I when when there's an order coming through on the email, I have a link to um, a video that I did years back now, um, just explaining the difference between carbon steel and stainless and basic stuff, how to care, you know, no dishwasher, how to store them, that kind of stuff. Um, that link is in packaging that I send as well. Whether people see them, because people generally don't read, you know, once you place an order, you're not then reading through the stuff that replies back to you. Um, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, I put the stuff out there and I hope people, you know, read it. I've had a couple of cases where that hasn't happened. Um, but on the whole, people, I think when people come to a custom knife maker, they're generally clued up a yeah. bit. Generally, yeah. you know, generally clued up yeah. a bit more than the average person. Yeah. Um, but you can't rely on that. Um, and as I do far, far less one-to-one orders now, you know, minor or bigger orders for restaurants, that kind of thing, um, that, that's easier to do because, you know, they want to know how to care for the knives. That's part, part of the deal. Um, but one-to-one, yeah, I said there's a video and people can go to that video. Um, but I'm sure most people don't, let's face it. You got to be real careful on how people, you have to gauge certain people. You'll get the person be like, I know how, oh, I know how to care for all my carbon steel knives. They're the ones you got to worry about because they're the ones who are trying to impress you as opposed to just being honest. And you will find that people don't listen. They don't care. Um, they'll, you'll tell them something and then they'll forget about it and then they'll ask you why this happened and then you'll kind of have to figure out a customer service way of telling them i told you um and it's just you know there's it's like the tide pod people you know you just you, <laughs> you're just never gonna you're, you know you're gonna hit some dingers you know you're gonna hit some dingers and you're gonna strike out is that a certain branch of people out the Tide Pod people? I mean, let's face it. I mean, there's some bullshit out there. There's some, you know, you cannot, cannot control people. You cannot allow people. People will not do what you ask them to do a lot of times. So you have to just be accepting. You have to be like, you're the cork on the water. You have to let the water take you where it needs to go. Mm. You can't fight the water sometimes. I, Jeez, more self I try <laughs> Fucking Wally Lama. Jeez. Wally Lama, bitch. <laughs> did did Schwarzenegger say, you are the water? No, he said, <laughs> he, he, he was, he was, he, I, I mean, I don't really feel like buying, my, my wife told me, you don't read. So that was, another, like, I can't bring in a book from fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger if I haven't read a book in years. There's got to be an audio book. With there is, a, he said, it well. it is, there is yeah. one apparently, but I just can't, I can't bring myself to it, but, you know. Yeah. So what do you do, Mareko? What do you, well, how do you, how do you, how do you make these people understand? I try to nip it in the bud right away by 
um, well, when I was doing cu more custom orders, um, by um, making it part of my spiel when I would have the back and forth um, with them. So just letting them know, like, because this knife, this Damascus is made out of carbon steel, this is the stuff that's going to happen to it over time and use. It's just a natural part of it. Um, and then I also offer that's at that point, that's when I usually, uh, reassure them that I offer a, uh, like a spa treatment kind of situation for the knives where they can send the knives back in and I can clean them back up and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also along with that, even, uh, so when I, that was before the knives even built just talking about having a knife built. And then when I mailed the knife out along with the certificate of authenticity, and honestly, what probably would be smarter is to put it on the certificate of authenticity uh, because right now they're separate sheets but have a care sheet that talks about again reiterating that the knife is made out of carbon steel and it develops a patina over time and use and blah 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 blah, blah and how to be you know best practices for taking care of it and how to prevent prevent patina or clean it up if you if it builds one up and all that kind of shit um but i honestly i think because my knives are a little bit more expensive people are a little bit more careful now it's not guaranteed i've seen like mm. my uh what was it i did a i did a, a refurb job or a spa day on night on a on a santoku just a few months ago that motherfucker was beat to shit but i brought it back um but even even as much as you can do you can't fucking hold people's hands right. that's really what it comes down to you can you can talk to them and explain to them and show them videos and all that shit until you're blue in the face. People are still gonna do whatever the fuck they're gonna do, and part of it, especially when it comes to carbon steel knives, it's just like it's a habitual thing. People haven't don't have habits around taking care of carbon ter, taking care of carbon steel knives. They're they're used to like the shitty uh, stainless production stuff that they get it like the whatever Lowe's or, or not Lowe's but like Ross or some shit like big big box stores and all we got that you stuff. so that's what they're used to and so you kind of have to like it's almost like try your best to re-educate them kind of in a way but at the same time at the end of the day they're still gonna do what they're gonna do and so I I just try to take care of that knife because I know it's coming down the road and for all my knives hmm. somewhere down the road knife yeah. is gonna come back it's gonna come back looking like dog shit and I'm going to do my best, take care of it. And I, I usually do. It looks great after that. Definitely takes a little bit of elbow grease. Um, but again, I just try to send it back. And then hopefully when they get it back, they're like, oh, my God, it looks brand new all over again. Then they're going to be a little bit more careful that time around. Uh, no, hopefully. they're going to They're, they're probably still they going to do whatever the bullshit they're going <laughs> to yeah. do. They know you're going to They know you're going to bring this, yeah, send yeah. it back to you, tie pot it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. I have a question about the certificate of authenticity. Yes, sir. How do you authenticate the certificate of authenticity? Does it I go have, somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I have a. Uh, I go get it notarized. Are you kidding? No, I should though. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it's me. I'm the motherfucker that I can know. certify that it's Don't, actually made. I'm the maker. Of course, I am yeah, in the position of authority to I, authorize. You that don't it need a fucking notarize. <laughs> don't need a notarize. Notarize your authenticity. To cert sorry, not the notary, you but fucking to, to certify it's mine. that it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're you're saying this is mine. I did yeah. this. I did this. Yeah, that's it. Authenticated. Yeah, that's it. Authenticated. There you go. Authenticated. Boom. Done. 
J.D. Eiler says, I have a boring question. Or let's skip it then. Mike Poor says, <laughs> Mike Poor says, do makers have a responsibility to block spammers from following them? Immediately after commenting on certain makers' posts, I get followed by the Pakistani Knife Mafia. So, do makers have a responsibility to block spammers from following them? Immediately after commenting on certain makers' posts, I get followed by Pakistani Knife Mafia. Thanks. Maya Judik. Maya Jukok. I don't know what that one is. My huge cock. That's what it is. My huge cock. Huge cock. That's a Mike. Mike, that was a that was a tough one. That was a stretch. That was a stretch. That's what she said. Make it bigger. And speaking of JD Eilers, our guy, but I mean, we just cannot end the show on, on an insurance question. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why is this idiot bothering me? That's what we <laughs> no, JD, JD's the man. JD's got a show called In the, Out of the Woods. Out of the, Out woods. the woods. Nice. 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 Well, you know, I can tell everybody about knife print. Um, it's amazing. So more and more people are doing sort of CAD work and they're using you know, CNCs, all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you're going to use that, you're going to need some drawings, uh, some digital drawings, um, which would be CAD. Now, knife print is CAD in the browser, so you don't have to you know, download any software, pay license fees, that are crazy fees, nothing like that. It's all done in the browser at knifeprint.com. You design knives, you can save them, you can make edits to them and that kind of thing. Print them out so you've got templates, or you can press print and they will either laser jet cut it or water jet cut out of steel. You pick the stock that you want, the size, the type. Um, and they'll send them in the post. So it's a hell of a service. Knifeprint.com. Go take a look. Um, if you've never done CAD before, it's super, super simple. They've got a really good education center in there where you know they can guide you through it. Uh, there's special tools that are only specific uh, for knife making, which are only available on knifeprint.com. So, yeah, go take a look. Knifeprint.com. Mm. Mike's question, do you guys block spammers? Yes. Mike, by the way, is Red Dragon Forge on Instagram. Um, but yeah, whenever I can, whether whether they comment on my, have, I'm sure you guys have seen this when you post something, and then somebody's like, "Wow, that's a great knife," commenting, and then some ding dong follows up immediately saying, "Oh, I've got some. Send me a DM." Whenever I see that it, it, on my work or other people's work, I immediately am like, I message the first per, the original person, I'm like. That other that person is full of shit. They don't have anything. It's a fucking scam. Please ignore them. I hope you didn't message them already and block their fucking ass. And I, if it's my account, I I delete the comment and block them. Um, and if it's somebody else's account, I report the comment. It annoys me so much. I report the comment as spam, um, and then I block them as well. Do you block a lot of people? I block a lot of people. <laughs> like, no, seriously, I'm not being a joke. Like, how many people do you think you block a I day? I think yesterday I blocked, like, five people. Wow. Were wow. they all scammers or were some of them just yeah, annoying? they're all scammers. Do you block... Now, what's your blocking regimen for annoying people? Uh, do you it's give them low. A, it's I, low. Yeah, it is. Do you give them the benefit of the doubt? What do they have to... Where I, do they I have try, to go? I, to, I've been trying to do a better job of giving people the benefit of the doubt and... It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. But, but yeah. I, I just try to, yeah. Give them the benefit of the doubt. They're, they're not coming from a weird or negative place. Or just, like, try to help if I can. If I can't, I'm sorry if I didn't get back to your question. What's your rule of thumb for erasing a, erasing 
a comment and not blocking. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Here's an example. I'll post something from Fader Knives about knives, about the knives that I'm trying to sell to non-knife talk people. Sure. And mm. someone will do one of our foul comments. Oh, God. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and they'll, they're trying to be funny. And here's the funny yeah. thing about knife talk, knife makers. They ask us for business advice. <laughs> and then they fuck around with our businesses. That's the one thing that like I never can figure out. Like don't start you know doing dick jokes on someone's business account. I mean that's just like seems like it's common sense. Be helpful. So I will not block the person, but I will definitely if all of a sudden it says, you know, like, you know, something to do with like who what take your pick. I'll erase the comment. Says. <laughs> Whatever. It'll somebody'll say something and it'll be like something gross yeah like but in the wrong arena back to arena somebody's yeah they're yeah. being cute they're being fu they're being like the wink in the nod i'm a knife talk guy but it's like there's a time and place i'm trying to do business here i'm not trying to you know so that, i'll erase i'll erase the comment but i won't block them because i thought i think they're just trying to they're not trying to be i hurtful. think that's a mistake just, you gotta start blocking them really yeah. so i gotta start blocking <laughs> gotta knife talk listeners <laughs> wow should i, I do that i've had a few of them uh, uh people i don't know like i it's just the thing is i can't i don't know if they're knife talk listeners or not but when people start saying stupid shit on my posts i'm like nope bye wow <laughs> well you know w one of your one of your your biggest fans we re we, we was uh, maximus knives yeah, years ago we saved neil him. warren you had blocked him years ago yeah. and he came on and he begged for forgiveness and we convinced you to unblock him and now you're friends yeah live on, live on air Repentance. we saved his ass and then he said something goofballed anyway, and we're just like we have to, we just have to give him the old Tide Pod treatment. I mean, what can you do? I mean, it's like he's a Tide Pod guy. He just says dumb things, and that's just you know, I eat Tide Pods. It's okay, everything's fine. No, he's a good guy. I just, yeah, he's a good, I, I also try to remember. I, I say stupid shit every once in a while, which is actually quite often. So, has anyone blocked you? I'm sure. Oh, I know of uh, oh. at least a couple makers who have blocked me. I know someone has blocked me and Craig and not Mareko. Oh, I know who that person about, is, too. I'm going to talk about really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you, can you see who Yeah, if you, you go then, to their thing and it says no posts here. Yeah, ah. it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, you and I have been blocked by someone in Mareko, the golden child, never gets blocked. <laughs> the fucking golden, the golden child, child is the This is my favorite bit of all time for years. <laughs> For years, he's been the golden child. Everyone's so like, keep your keep your fuck. It's eggshells. Yeah. Walk on eggshells because you never know. But and then <laughs> and then flea bag Craig and me, we get fucking the boot. <laughs> That's, boot. That's the, actually I, we should head into the after show. But the funniest part of this podcast is when we, when Craig started this podcast, it was just Craig, and then he brought Mareko and I on. And we're talking about five years ago, and when Mareko and I came on. You know, um, Mareko was just off of Joe Rogan. He, you know, he spoke the way he spoke. He said fuck a lot. I said fuck it's a lot. I think it was even. I think it was even. I think at the beginning we both really let loose. And I think that yeah. we kind of also worked. Uh, I think that we kind of bingo, bangle, bongoed off each other to the point where we were both saying fuck quite a bit. But it was <laughs> neck and neck. I think it was neck and neck. Yeah. The complaints we would get would I was always possibly be more. 
possibly more. I was trying to be generous. I was trying to be generous, but they would always come after me. And I always felt like, I always felt like, I always felt like, yeah, the golden child. He's getting the golden child. He said the same goddamn things I said, but you never say a goddamn word about the golden child. It's just me. And I, I kind of liked that. But at the same time, at the same time, I was just like, yeah, give him something. You know, help me out here. But everyone's too chicken. And this guy that we know that we'll talk about in the after after show blocked me and Craig and not you, which is just like chicken shit. As chicken shit. <laughs> well, he's the goat. He's got he's got a platen named after that's, him. For God's that's that's true. Exactly. Oh, where can you hear about this platen? Well, I just got back from Maker Camp, as you guys know. It was a great weekend. I probably drank too much. Let's get some oh, predictions no. real quick. <laughs> probably oh. gonna drink too much. <laughs> no, don't pr- drink too much. <laughs> probably gonna smoke a few too many cigarettes. No <laughs> cigarettes for you. I'm not. Gonna, if I see you smoking cigarettes, I'm gonna <laughs> slap it out of your hand. You're not allowed to smoke cigarettes. I saw you the last time smoking cigarettes. I'm against it. Don't yeah, smoke and you cigarettes. told me live my life because John was giving me a hard time. He's like, let him live his life. You're a, you're a much more imposing person in, in real life. <laughs> but at the same time, you did give me the fucking double dragon. You sucked this thing and you snorted it out your nose. Oh, and yeah. I, but Don, I don't want you smoking this weekend. Okay. I'm telling you, I don't okay. want you to smoke. <laughs> You're married no, that's okay. true. I'm so be, I I'm didn't do any guy. smoking this weekend. No smoking for work. Every time, Jeff was right there slapping him out of my mouth. So Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Get that perineum going. There but you go. Practical. I will say, one, one of the highlights for the weekend was all my presentations I did at the Broadbeck tent. Thanks to those guys, I did a killer job on my handle sculpting uh, using that Morocco platen, as well as my S-grinding using their new radius platens they're actually selling now. Uh, they got all kinds of tools and, and tool arms available to you. If you don't need the chassis, they have, like I said, the tool arms across platforms. So go check out their website. And if, when you check out their website, sorry, is broadbackironworks.com. And when you go to check out, after you get yourself a whole new system or some tool arms, uh, make sure you put in Knife Talk 10 at checkout. Uh, to save yourself 10%. Again, go to Broadback Ironworks. Uh, show those guys some love and support. They've done a lot to take care of us knife makers. They're doing some great things with their machines. And I thank them for hosting me in their tent this weekend. Hey, there's room in that tent for you. Last year, last year we were standing around. I think it was the Philly guys. It was Butch and Jesse and you and me and John and John Ariani, who is the best. And John, I talked to John a couple. I talked to him a couple days ago, getting ready to go to Maker Camp. Mm-hmm. I remember that for some reason, I don't know what it was, but Ariani just wanted to wrestle you. And I had to oh, say yeah. to him, I had to say, <laughs> I had to say to John, I said. This could be a huge mistake. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't don't do any wrestling. I have this feeling that Morocco has a switch. And all oh, you yeah. need to do is like nudge him in the nuts once. And I think the switch is off. I think there's like a moment where it's like the red comes down, the fury <laughs> comes down, there's no fucking stopping him. And I, I said to him, I'm like, he's like, I just want to wrestle a little bit. I'm like, no wrestling. Nobody's wrestling here. It's uh it's not a hairpin trigger. Uh, it does actually surprisingly take a surprising amount, but it also I think it's contextual because sometimes I, my switch flips pretty fucking quick. Right. Uh, but if it's somebody I know, I'm I'm a slow burner. It takes a while for it to yeah, get to a point where I'm ready to accidentally to nudge loose, the balls. But, like, kicking the balls is hey, enough, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's still that wouldn't feel good, but I would still keep it down. Keep right. it down. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think. Because I'm I'm kind of short. I'm 5'8", and so I think 
sometimes and Johnson kind of he's a little bit taller than me, but we're built similarly. Uh, but I don't think he realizes like I could pick him up and throw him over that fire pit. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Let's see what the weather forecast. Let's let's get into the after show. I want to see the weather forecast. I'm afraid it's going. Shall we? Okay, let's do it. Thank you all for listening. Um, it's been a good one. Good fun. Good fun. We shall speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Oh boy. So who's blocked us then? Uh, we're not talking. This is still the after after. <laughs> we, that's for the after after show. <laughs> I have I have se- I have not the best of news. Saturday it's oh. got an eighty percent chance of rain. How much rain? Mm. And it, it is. Uh, we're looking at from six a.m. to six p.m. We're looking at you know it's going to be steady rain from okay. like about an about a point one inch. You know, or an inch, an inch of rain. It's Ooh. gonna, it's not gonna be nice. That's a lot of rain. Okay. Yeah. So bring your fucking slickers, guys. Yeah. Um, mm. Shit's so, gonna get wait, What do you sleep in? What? What's... Well, the Modern Forge guys. It's me and Cliff and John and uh, Jesse and Carrie. We get a cabin. Nice. Mm. We get a cabin, and it's and it's right. It's uh, walking distance from the. Ju- so the all of them are going to be under tents. The good thing is, is the. The blacksmithing tent shouldn't be a problem no, for rain at all. It's going to yeah. get muddy. It's going to get muddy, but at the same time, we'll have a good time. Yeah, wear you know, your from, boots. Yeah, wear your boots. I mean, this is we're talking from the future. Uh, maybe, you know, hopefully it doesn't get that way. But I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm super excited to meet Noah Vashon. I found out yesterday that he's coming. And Yeah, me too. You know, he's a big it'll be great. dude too, isn't he? He's like yeah, six tall, four, six tall, five. something like that. Um, it'll be great to see you, Mareka. That was the last time I saw you was yeah, last year. And was. uh it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to meet it'll be fun to meet Brian House. Yeah. It'll Brian's be fun to meet who else is gonna be there. There's all sorts of free lots of knife talk guys will be there. I got a lot of messages, knife talk guys are gonna be there. And uh I'm gonna bring limited merch. I'm bringing limited merch. Limited I did get some, merch, he says. Well, I got new I got new hats. I got new hats and uh, I got new watch caps and I got new ball caps and I'm bringing friction folders and I'm going to have EDC. I don't have stuff to sell, but at the same time I got to fucking work. So, hmm. I hate doing it, but I, I hate doing the selling part. I wish I didn't have to, but it's like I kind of need to kind of get ready. So how do you do do you like set up stall that? Do you like Well, set up a we have a table. Just... We have a table and right. then the boys, I mean John and Cliff are going to bring like 30 hammers and axes. Oh, so shit. this is oh, yeah, wow. it, it'll be yeah. I talked to John, he's been like hustling away. He and he and Cliff are going to have a I mean if you want to get a nice hammer, this is the place to get it. I mean obviously oh, nice. talking to the best. And then I'll have a table and then you know, Jesse will have, we'll have one big table. The problem is, is like, I don't do, because this area is so bad, I won't do, I'm not going to have like a cube system so I can swipe your credit card. We're going to have it like, you bring me cash, cash is nice, but then you can just buy it off the website and I let the, let you have the, we'll have a little page and then you'll be able to buy yeah. stuff off the, I'm having Allison set it up so you can buy it off the website. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. So it, yeah, you get, process yeah, so it I don't way, have yeah. to have the Wi-Fi problem. You have the Wi-Fi problem. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I don't want to nice. deal with, I tried that one. I'll never forget being at Blade Show and that guy with the handle scales with the, <laughs> he wearing a oh, hat, yeah. wearing a tennis ball hat, you know, a tennis hat with your hair sticking out and he's got the cutoff shirt and he's just sweating bullets <laughs> because he cannot find any, I'm buying $120 worth of scales and he is losing his goddamn mind. He can't find a signal. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. So, yeah. so that was like two sets of scales or something like that. <laughs> no, well, no. Fucking handle wish, scales are expensive these days. I wish, I wish, it, I wish, I wish. 
So, uh, what else is going on, guys? Any fallback from uh, the uh, Britney Spears thing? Any, uh, any? Oh, any... somebody. She. Oh, go ahead. She did put up another post, didn't she? Um, oh, did saying she? that somebody. They so, call yeah, the cops on her. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and really? she had a visit from the cops. Yeah. Like a wellness yeah, check. Yeah, people were concerned. Yeah, wellness check. I think so. Yeah. I talked to my wife, and she just reiterated that they are. That's state, bullshit. Uh, they're bullshit. That's the bullshit. Uh, so she, so she, what she said is she went to go to a stage prop shop to get two normal culinary knives that any place would have, any home would have, because she doesn't want people to think that's a lot. That right there is fabrication. There's no way she. If you get prop knives, you go to Tony Swatton and you get a couple of fucking real <laughs> prop knives. You don't get prop knives that look like kitchen knives that look like <laughs> shitty kitchen knives. I just had you somebody know? comment. That uh, when I do my knife demonstration, I should make sure to start with uh, Britney, Steel, uh, Britney Spears style dance. Who is it? Melvin oh, Reuter, nice. woodworker. We thought, my, my wife and I talk a lot about it, and we were talking about the fact that there are people. She did not have a solid foundation for growing up, and it, it oh clearly it's, not. It, no, and no. it really is. It is a shame, and a lot of people really do not have the correct foundation for 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 starting their life out and it's sad it's really fucking sad because mm -hmm. she got all the money in the world but clearly she's got problems and she's got yeah. no one really supports her so it's i find that to be i find it to be quite disturbing frankly mm. no it is it is and it's all being sort of played out so and i don't think it's funny well, I, don't, you know? I don't think it's i i yeah. you know there's memes of her doing all this stuff i find it to be more hurtful and not hurtful but i mean i find it to be sad frankly yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Slapping I agree. her ass with that knife. This is like, come on, man. <laughs> it's just like, just give me a fucking break. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Who'd have thought we'd be talking about Britney Spears? Yeah, we get Jeez. one more week out of it, right? This is about enough. <laughs> yeah, one more. One more. Then we move on to Taylor Swift then, of course. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That game, I watched that game, that Jets game, where the Jets almost, almost coughed it up. It was the highest watched non uh, uh, it was like the highest watched football game that was not the Super Bowl, and it was like the fourth week in the fourth week in the in the, in the Jets suck, and it was like a it was crazy it was crazy how how much mm. she has like invaded popular culture. Yeah, why was yeah. it was like you said popular culture everywhere. The, yeah. the views yeah. were because Taylor Swift was there. People, here's what happened. So the Jets, the whole thing with the Jets are the Jets. They the whole Aaron story Rogers is now, right? they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Aaron Rodgers got injured on the fourth play of the first game. He oh, got a towards it. So they have the backup who Zach Wilson, who has been not great, and he's young. And he, oh, the whole idea was he was going to be mentored by Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers out the first four fucking plays doesn't even make a doesn't even make a completion nothing and they're killing this poor kid and they're playing against the chiefs who are the chiefs are the are the uh are the are the their hall of fame team they're pad mahomes and travis kelsey are hall of fame running back and and uh, a tight end and a quarterback and the, the and the chiefs are super bowl champions they're coming to new york nobody wants to watch Zach Wilson plays. So people with with uh, season tickets are trying to sell their tickets because they don't want to see it. They know they're going to lose. Mm. The price, the price, the aftermarket price or the secondary market price for the Jets tickets were insane because all these kids 
All these kids wanted to all of a sudden go see. They wanted to be in the same room. Travis Kelsey is the tight end for the of the Chiefs. Apparently, I'm not. I think it's all a fucking hoax. They're there. She's dating Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift came to two games because Taylor Swift is going to be in the stadium. All these kids just wanted to be in the same stadium as Taylor Swift, and it became the most watched football game in the history of like this. You know, instead of a Super Bowl. Jesus, she's that like Mother crazy, Teresa of pop music. She's mother, and the yeah. Swifties wanted they. And, and the big, the funny thing is, all these people were saying, all these the the women, the wives were saying to their boyfriends, "Did you know that Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map?" And they're like, "Travis Kelsey is a a Hall of Fame tight end. He was famous before her." And, oh no, no, she made him famous. It's this hilarious. <laughs> it's this hilarious. They get furious because they're just like, we don't want to hear about goddamn Taylor Swift anymore. But uh, wow. it's cra- it's funny. bananas. It, it, it's been bana- totally bananas. So they had Hugh Jackman and Brian Reynolds and Taylor Swift and all these motherfuckers watching poor Zach Wilson. If he doesn't put a gun in his mouth by the end of the season, oh, it's going to be a miracle. No, they're killing him. Everyone hates him. And he's just this young kid who's just, he wasn't supposed to be in this position. It was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, Watch. So. I want to see the underdog. I want to see him come Me out. Me too. I'm top. rooting for him. I, I back Zach. I'm rooting for Zach Wilson. To fight. He had a great game. He, they got screwed by the umpire, by the referees at the end. He, they were they were only lost by two, which is a miracle. Everyone Whoa. was very. The people were very happy because they did not expect him to do as well as he did. And we're racking Zach. So it's like there's football talk, guys. There you go. Football talk. Right. Yeah. Right. Let's call it a day. Um. You two have um, a good weekend, which has already happened, yeah. Yeah, by the way. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you had a great weekend. And um, we should speak again next week. Bye for now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.